Hello and welcome to Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Um, as sometimes happens when you do uh, evergreen podcasts and recording in the past, uh, things change between the time when you record and the time when it ultimately runs. And in this case, our guest today, NBC Sports uh, PR man Jamie Palatini, who's on to talk about the wonderful NBC Sports History Project and website, um, got a promotion since we first recorded this. So congrats to him. He's now a manager. That is his correct job title. Um, and sit back, relax, and enjoy Jamie Palatini talking NBC Sports history on this edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. And this... As a podcast we have been waiting a long time to do, and we can finally do it. Uh, joining me now uh, on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Show is the senior publicist from NBC Sports and the NBC Sports Group Communications Department, Mr. Jamie Palatini. Welcome back to Teeing It Up. You know, I was thinking, Jamie, I wonder, speaking of history that we're going to get into is this going to set a record for the longest gap between appearances for a guest of yours maybe wow we got to be talking a decade at this point right close to it you got too many jobs too quickly out of college and i couldn't have you back on right but think about it if we're talking college it's got to be almost 10 years it's up there might be a record it is up there there is no doubt that it's up there um all right there's probably some people in college that's it's longer. Some Patriot fans or some Boston sports fans probably who were on then and, and haven't been on since. But besides that, no. I mean, you are definitely one of the longest. And, well, that's the thing. They haven't even been on yet. So yeah. As of now, I hold the record. Yeah. All right. So Jamie's not on here to BS with us as much as I would love for Jamie just to hang out because I think Jamie's awesome to hang out with. Um, he is here to talk about something that should be getting more attention, um, and it's not. And uh, I'm going to lay out here and let you introduce what the heck this is and why the senior publicist from NBC Sports is on this podcast known as known as Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. You don't even you don't even tee it up that much for me. You just let me run wild with it. I could say anything. Yes. Okay. Well, essentially, you brought me on to talk about a project that I've been a part of at NBC Sports for a while that we call the NBC Sports History. Um, and it's a, it's a project that um, I've been working on uh, along with our department for the better part of five years now. And it's essentially a, a multimedia website. It's got photos, it's got videos. It's essentially a timeline of all the major and maybe not so major, but interesting and memorable uh, moments that have been a part of, of NBC Sports' history over the past, I guess, almost 100 years, which is you know, pretty remarkable when you go back to RCA and, and sign off and you think that far back. It's almost a century. July 2nd, 1921, RCA Radio broadcasting that boxing match, and then WEAF does the World Series of 1923 from from um, October 10th to 15th, and then NBC is founded in 1926, and NBC Radio does the first Coast to Coast Rose Bowl in 1927. You guys go back a long, long way uh, when it comes to uh, broadcasting sports. And I would have to think 
Um, well, actually, we'll get to that in a second. Let me start here. What's the genesis of this project? Why do this? Why take this on? Why go through the archives and put something together? What, what was the genesis of this? It was not to please Jeremy Schilling and, and to get on teeing it up. I, I can say that much. Correct. I mean, the short answer is because my boss wanted to do it, number one. That's, that's a simple answer. But the long answer is, and, and the reason behind his wanting to do it, and the correct reason behind wanting to do it is essentially having just a, a record, a public, you know, essentially the, the, the first thought was it was going to be something that we would have posted on our press box website, which I know you're familiar with, MBC Sports Group Press Box. It's what we use, you know, as our uh, home base for, all the stuff that we put out from press releases, photos, bios, anything that's, you know, uh, press related to the work that we do on the NBC Sports side. The thought was we could have a, just a, a timeline of just text, not even photos or videos. It was just, hey, we should have an accounting, uh, a document just uh, that kind of states all these amazing things that happened on NBC Sports because a lot of, you know, even internally, you know, you don't realize how many events um, that you have know, come out of that shop for, like you said, nearly a, a century, and so that was the initial thought. And then, as as time went on, and we started to dig into it and just begin writing things down and researching and finding this and finding that, you know, then all of a sudden you find this photo, then all of a sudden you find this footage, and that morphs from just something that's an internal, you know, reference point to now, okay, maybe this can be something public facing with some really interesting content and footage and photos and you know it, so it kind of it, it's been this thing that's continued to evolve um all for the better and yeah that that's basically how it's it's come to be and that's how it's gotten at this point um nbcsports.com slash our hyphen history is the url for this nbc sports um project it's interesting um People our age, millennials, may think of Alan Chris and Bob Costas hosting the Super Bowl and maybe something like Dan Hicks's expect anything different call for Tiger at the 08 U.S. Open at Torrey as NBC Sports. But I'm not sure there's a sport. Oh, and and obviously the NBA on NBC Music, which I, I think has gone through multiple generations now. But there's things that have aired on your air or on NBC Sports related airwaves that I don't think people realize even we're on it. Absolutely. I mean, just a simple one after that, NBC Sports was, was the home of baseball, right? I mean, from 1947, I think to 1989, and I, I should have the website up in front of me as I do this, so maybe I'll do that as a talk. But, I mean, and that's something that I didn't even really recall. You look back in the World Series and, and baseball in general, NBC Sports was the home of baseball for the better part of four decades. And, you know, now, you know, obviously NBC Sports hasn't been involved in baseball, I think, since 1999, if I remember correctly from doing this. But, right, if you're, if you're 20 years old, you don't think of NBC as, as necessarily, you know, a major player in baseball. But for 45 years, you know, and basically the birth of baseball on television, that's where it was. So I think that's, that's a prime example of it. I mean, Wimbledon was a part of NBC Sports for decades and decades. And, you know, it, it's... A lot of these things are cyclical. They go back and forth, right? I mean, just as, you know, the Indy 500 was a part of ABC for 53, 54 years, and now it's coming to NBC for the first time this year. These things do ebb and flow and change. But you're right. I mean, it is a good, it's a, 
good accounting and, and you look at it and you go, wow, I didn't know that this was on. I didn't know they had, you know, all this college football. You know, in the 70s and 80s, NBC Sports had, you know, New Year's Day, that's that's what NBC Sports had. You know, they had the big bowl games. You had the Orange Bowl, you had the Fiesta Bowl, all those games. So, you know, things have been slow and, but you're, you're right. It is, it's, it's a good reminder when you look at it to realize just how many different things, you know, have been on, on our air. Take us behind the scenes. What's been the process when you realized that this needed to be multimedia or, or that you wanted it to be multimedia? And that means that you've got to go through some archives, maybe change some rights agreements to acquire new rights, sit down with some key figures. What has this process been like? And take us behind the scenes kind of in how you guys went about this. Because for anybody who goes to this website, it is... Um, a walk through history, but it's also, it's like walking through a museum of sorts. There are narrators who kind of help guide you along the way through major, major points, but there's also stuff like the Olympic rights, and you guys own the rights to every platform ever invented from now until 2032 for the Olympics, but still trying to get, you know, Phelps going for eight golds um, on a website is not easy. You have to have the right rights for it, and you have to have all the sign-offs from all the important people. So, so take us behind the scenes. What has this all been like? Um, process is definitely a good way to describe it. It's been a process. Um, first and before, you know, obviously I'm talking about it, but you know, I, I've definitely been one of the through lines that's been a part of it since we, we started working on it. But we've had a number of people on our team you know, in our communications department, and then beyond once it got to that point where, okay, we need, we need to get a website. Who, who is going to help us on that? We need to get some footage and cuts and stuff. Who can help us on that? Um, so I should at least mention right off the bat that you know, the origins, you know, certainly came from our department, and, and we've had a hand in, in getting it to this point and a big hand in it, but it doesn't get here if we don't have a lot of help and, and buy-in and, and assistance from, you know, all the other all the other folks, you know, that work at NBC Sports in their various disciplines. Um, to get back to your question, which I've kind of meandered away from, I'm to repeat it for me since I since I just had to take that opportunity. What was the process in figuring out? Process. Uh, yeah, we need this photo, we need this interview, we need this whatever, and then you had to go out basically, and 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 people from your department and other departments had to travel and and, and get the interviews with people like Vin Scully. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not. A, I did not travel for that one. But right, we had. I think one of our trips. Um, a couple folks from our department went out there with a producer of ours, and I think they went and they may have done uh, Vin um, and Dick Enberg and Dot Olmeyer all in one trip. If I remember correctly, just because they're all. It might have been two trips because I think Jim Gray was out there as well. But I think it was one or two trips at least to, to get those uh, interviews. But even to do those interviews, right, even though, I, you know, because I didn't go, but our whole team said, okay, what are the things that Vin worked on? What are the things that Dick Enberg worked on, which is basically everything? Yes. Um, how do you, you know, all right, let's put together our list of X questions. Let's, let's sit together and figure out, okay, let's make sure this gets asked. Let's make sure this gets asked. Um and so, you know, even a lot of, we had a lot of interviews on background with a lot of our producers that have been in NBC Sports for 20, 30, 40 years, too, because, you know, initially when this started, it was a lot of, you know, the folks in our department that, you know, I'm, what, like, 31 now, right? And I started this when I was, I guess, 25, 26. A lot of us, 
right? We don't know the history. We've only been around so long. So part of it, too, was doing our research and saying, okay, this looks like it was important. Let's talk to the people that actually were producing. You know, we, you know Ricky Diamond is one of our producers on, like, NASCAR America. He's been here, you know, since the 80s. You know, we talked to him, and he was in the truck for Game 6 of the 86 World Series. You know what I mean? And so getting that flavor at least to help inform and that's one example but speaking with those folks to get an, an understanding of okay this is important okay we need to make sure we touch on this okay maybe this isn't so important you know that was pretty uh pretty critical and so there are a lot of those like you said behind the scenes whether it's talking to producers interviewing talents on camera speaking with talent not on camera just to you know really gather all that and you mentioned photos and, and videos too you know, some of these photos, it you know, it literally came from, all right, here's this file cabinet. Let's dig through it and see what's all in here. And, you know, some were found that way, and some, you know, were licensed, and, and same with footage. Some we knew we had, some we had to dig around the archives and find. But you're right, process is the uh, is definitely the right word to describe uh, how we found all that. You've been watching way too much Tiger Woods, but that's okay. Um, talking with Jamie Palatini from the NBC Sports uh, Communications Department on the new NBC Sports History website. That's NBCSports.com slash our hyphen history, O-U-R hyphen history. Um, what's interesting about this, when you look at this website, right, is that your hope and your your vision for this is that people walk away more educated, people walk away informed, people walk away um, with um, an enhanced look at the events that happened that they maybe knew about or didn't know about. There's also a part of this, which nobody wants to mention, um, but has to be mentioned, that you guys also talk to people who are no longer with us, who can't tell these stories anymore, the Dick Embergs, the Don Olmeyers. How important was it for your team when you figured out, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to give it the get-go to get some of these people, and I'm, I'm not trying to be harsh here, but obviously, you know, Father Time is undefeated where you kind of realized, okay, we need to make a trip out and get some of these people immediately because we don't know how many opportunities we'll have. No, that, that's correct, yeah, and absolutely. And right, and you're talking about two titans, um, you know, and, and we're talking about history, and just as I was saying, we only can, at this age, hope to understand and, and say we, we know so much and look back and appreciate what um, the impressive, you know, people of this industry have done before, right? Dick Enberg and Don Olmeyer are two of those names, right? In terms of whether it's, you know, a producer or an on-air talent, those are two of the biggest names that have ever been a part of, of the sports media world. Um, and so, yeah, certainly recognizing, um, you know, timing and, and age and saying, okay, right, we, we, we know we want to make sure we can get to those folks, hopefully in a good period of time. Um, we definitely did recognize that. So that's, I think, you know, we made an effort to be out there and, and make sure that we were able to, to get their accounts because, Listen, they're great storytellers. It's something that NBC Sports always prides itself on, is storytelling, and and it's always better to hear straight from the horse's mouth than from someone narrating it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, there's a lot of that, those opportunities and, and more that we want to do. Um, 
you know, obviously, like I said, we've, we've done some. We've scratched the surface. There's more uh, that we hope to add to this. Uh, it's like you said, it's a living, breathing document. We've only touched on a few major moments here and there, but there's plenty more we could do. Um, did, did you get pushback from anybody, or did everybody buy in immediately and say, oh, I totally get this, let's do it, let's run with it, let's have a blast with this? Because I would think for some of these people, this is a really cool moment to look back in history. Yeah, I think everybody recognized that. Um, recognized, right, you said it's cool to look back and, and see that, especially when you as a, I mean, you're an employee there and you're working there, and there's a sense of that pride, right? Yeah. And so I think a lot of folks that either have worked on it or that, um, you know, folks that did work on these events, right? And we're talking to Ricky Diamond about, you know, Game 6, 1986 of the World Series. You know, that that brings those folks back. But even for people that have only been here maybe, you know, 5, 10 years, that they're looking back and they're like, wow, I never knew this story about how NBC Sports got Notre Dame football. Or, well, I didn't, I never knew this whole thing about, you know, this, that, and the other. It, it's, it, it helps. You know, there's there's that collegial sense of pride in where you work and the work that folks have done before you. So yeah, there wasn't uh, definitely not any pushback. I think people were pretty excited about it. Like I said, we've all got our main job that we're doing. This was a little bit of extra that we all just kind of pitched in on uh, to to do as as time allowed. But it's definitely one of those fun projects to work on. Um, which, if, if you can say it, and obviously. You know, and 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 the journalism world stuff on background is uh, is 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 stuff that you can't say publicly. But when you did the interviews with producers or or anchors or or main talent figures, either on the record, off the record, whatever that you feel comfortable talking about publicly, who's who's the favorite person that you've talked to, and and, and was this a oh my god, you have no idea. This uh, production truck was so overheated, and, and and we were sweating. And how we kept that broadcast together because the air conditioning was broke, I have no idea. Like any hilarious moments that have come out of these um, interviews, which may not make this piece, but so much of history is the stuff that doesn't make Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. So much of history is the story behind the story. So, a your favorite interview that you've done, and b any cool behind the scenes moments from this process. Well, I, I spoke to, um, this is a few years back, but I spoke to, to Michael Weissman, who is the executive producer of NBC Sports from, gosh, I'm going to say maybe it's the early 80s until the late 80s, so probably six, seven years um, he held that capacity, and he had been a part of NBC Sports uh, dating back to the early 70s. Um, and I spoke to him, you know, just for, you know, a few hours. And again, that's somebody that's, you know, got got more... Emmys than I have fingers and toes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hearing, you know, stories about, oh, you know, like, the, he worked, you know, worked the, the Hank Aaron uh, home run game in the early 70s and how he prepared all these graphics to make and he made this and he made that and he made that. But he hadn't, uh, all of a sudden, right before, you know, the, the broadcast happens or leading into it, you realize he hadn't made the one, like the 715 one. Hmm. And making graphics back then wasn't what it is now. You had to cut things. They were it was white, it was paper, and, and hearing that story and, and you know realizing uh, you know you can be as prepared as you want. Sometimes you're not you miss the the biggest thing right in front of you, and 
and how it comes together. But that was a story that you know I'd like to get on there that we didn't get to, to put in. Um, but like you said, there's like for every story that's in here, there's plenty that um, didn't make it or haven't made it yet. Um, and so, you know, as time goes on, like you said, the beauty of it is it's a, it's a living, breathing document that we can uh, continue to enhance. What's cool about you know somebody like Mike Weissman is he's also crossed multiple administrations, um, and and you look at somebody like Johnny Miller, obviously who just retired. Um, you know he touches Dick Ebersol, he touches Mark Lazarus, he touches the time before Tommy Roy became co- uh, 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 sorry became a, became executive producer for NBC Sports Golf. There are so many people who touch so many different generations of NBC Sports that. It's cool to get those memories because, you know, so many people, I think, can pigeonhole a network into what they remember seeing. And for somebody like Mike Weissman um, or or Ricky Diamond, who may be doing one thing now, this may jog back memories that, that they haven't thought about in 20, 30 years. Well, I'll tell you, you mentioned, you mentioned Tommy Ward. We had him do an interview that I worked on on Notre Dame coverage a lot. And... This past year, Notre Dame hosted Florida State, and it was the 25th anniversary of the game of the century when Florida State was number one, Notre Dame was number two. Guess who produces that game? Tommy Roy. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is great. And so, you know, I had Tommy do an interview with with Pete Sands from The Athletic about it. But it's one of those things where you're like, wow, I didn't know you did that. (laughs) And I've been been looking back at this history and and looking at the, the highlights and everything, and it's like, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it. So again, it's one of those things where you look back and like, oh my gosh, people are that have, you know, been a part of this for a long time. They've they've done so many big events that cross so many different sports. And perfect timing for you guys launching this, and especially, you know, obviously, you know, you you did a promo push when it when it first came out. Um, but the cool thing about a living, breathing document is that you can keep doing promotional pushes as you add things on. And lo and behold, ESPN's putting out this thirty for thirty next year on Michael Jordan's last year with the Bulls to, to finish off that, that streak to get the sixth ring, which is the 98 NBA Finals, the Jordan push-off game, and that aired on your air. And who knows, maybe you guys you know have a big promotional campaign around that game and what you put on the website around when that documentary launches, that, that, that 10-part documentary um, ESPN's launching next year. But it, it's... As time goes on, as you touch multiple tentacles in sports, and as other networks honor that, this document can be that, hey, oh, by the way, that aired on our air. You can go see more on that and an interview with a, with a key behind-the-scenes person or whatever over here. That, I think, is the coolness of this document. Yeah, and even, right, you mentioned Jordan. I think I think it's one of the... Because NBC Sports acquired the rights to the NBA in 1989, um, I think just as they lost baseball, they got basketball. And I think on the time when we get to 1989, we have Dick Ebersol, you know, who had just joined NBC at that point in yep. 1989, or at least NBC Sports, I should say. But he mentioned that, you know, Michael Jordan was one of the most important athletes, you know, at least in that point of NBC Sports, and, and maybe... You know, in this era of NBC Sports, he, he makes that point, saying that, you know, the timing was huge. That's when he took off, and, and we had those rights. And so, you know, that's, that's a little bit of, you know, you've got to have the right timing, but you've also got to, 
when you have the right time, you make the most of it with how you do it. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, Dick, Dick talks about that. And, and like you said, you've got those voices that kind of color it and enhance, you know, enhance those moments. November 9th, 1989, four years, $600 million to broadcast the NBA. Right now, a four-year deal to broadcast the NBA would be... In post-production, Jeremy. What? I look forward to you, I look forward to you in post-production editing in the audio that I'm referencing as we go along. <laughs> I have to post-produce this thing? Well, I'm just... Listen, I'm just saying, it could, it could help really in, enhance it, right? Am I wrong? Um, or we can tell folks to go look on the website. Which yes, is, which is better than me just giving team. away the answer. Yeah. That, that, I mean, you know, that, that, that's like, pot, I, I always love when people promote something and then they just insert that clip. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go watch the show because you just <laughs> inserted the clip, the, you know, the, the key clip you're referencing. Anyway, um, but think about how much a four- game series for the NBA, sorry, four-year deal for the NBA would cost now. It would not be $600 million. It would probably be a billion just for four years plus. Yeah. Crazy how Reg deals have gone up. You brought up Dick Ebersol. Um, you know, um, and we're talking with Jamie Palatini here from uh, the NBC Sports uh, uh, Communications Department about their, hist- their new history site, NBCSports.com slash hour hyphen history. Um, arguably the greatest president of any sports network in American television history. And, and he was fantastic. Um, listen, right? I'm, you're in the room and you're, and you're listening to, to him talk about these things, right? Just as a sports fan, right? Because a lot of us that work in this industry also are sports fans. You kind of sit there and you say, "Wow, I'm getting to witness uh, witness this happening, witness this conversation." It's, it's impressive. He's this, you know, impressive personality. My goodness, you know, all the oxygen in the room goes to him. He's a magnet, uh, and so you know, getting to to hear his thoughts and and his memories, and and the same with Ken Shander, who was gave us some great interviews. Um, you know, all those folks that we, we spoke to for this. Um, it's, you know, like you said, you as someone that's worked in it, and you kind of have to take a moment to step back and say, wow, you know, this is it's a pretty unique opportunity to hear from, you know, some of the most impactful people that have been in this industry. Is there anything else you want folks to know about the NBC Sports History website, NBCSports.com slash our hyphen history? Um, I, I would say that it's continuing to grow. So if, if there's something you think we missed, let us know and we'll, <laughs> and we'll address it. Um, a lot of, you know, Greg and our team and everybody else at, you know, MEC Sports that worked hard to make it all happen from, you know, the website to, you know, getting the, the footage cut and everything. It's, it's pretty, you know, it was a great undertaking from a lot of folks to, to put it together to this point. Um, and I would say also, if you haven't seen it, there's some really, like I said, storytelling is, is one of the major uh, points of pride for NBC Sports. And there are some fantastic stories told in here from, you know, and Ken Sanders, I, I think of his, a couple in particular, talking about how NBC got the rights to, to Notre Dame football and the story behind that, where he basically, you know, he flies out to Notre Dame, and we'd had NBC, we'd had Notre Dame basketball on for a while, and Kenan had a good relationship with the folks there. And, you know, basically, he sits down 
father Bill Beauchamp, and they're in his house, and they say, take out a yellow uh, a legal pad, and I draw a line, and I say, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of what we do a deal, but it's not, we can't talk about money. That's not what this is about. And there's a financial game that could be made, but that's not what this is about, so we're not talking about that. And, you know, he says, after a few hours of the meeting, he asks Father Bill, and he says, well, I walked into the meeting out of three, I think I'm coming out at a seven. You know, and and then you you see you see uh, you see Ken like freak out basically like I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know, talking to the people that were there in these you know mega moments, whether it's something like that, whether you know there's so many great stories. Breakfast in Wimbledon, right? I mean, we talk about Wimbledon and watching it live. That was a foreign concept in the 70s, yeah. 1979 for the first time. You know, Don Omar says we're doing live at, at Wimbledon, and <laughs> they have to convince. Donald Dow, who's our, who's our analyst and also uh, Roscoe Tanner's agent, they need Roscoe Tanner to stay inside a little longer so that when we come on the air, it's not just right at first serve. And so they have to convince him to stay in the bathroom an extra five minutes. I mean, these are things that sound absurd, but that's, that's how they happened. And right, you couldn't make it up. If somebody wrote it, they'd say, you know, it was BS. There's no way. So... Um, yeah, it, it, and I, that's what I hope we continue to, and we will continue to, you know, find, you know, more of these stories throughout all the, the history of NBC Sports that we can tell through the website. Like I said, this is just the beginning, but there are some really interesting stories. If you're a sports fan, there's, there's something there for you, so. Um, I, I would like to propose that you have missed the Tiger tee shot on 16 at Doral on, I want to say, a f- Saturday when that hole was drivable and that blimp shot over the trees, it's one of the great tiger shots of all time. It's not in here. I'm, I'm, I'm very disturbed. So that must be rectified immediately. Yeah, well, that was obviously a, a major one for sure. I, I mean, that's an omission. You know that, what? We probably got to get some more tiger in there. Probably right. You know, I mean, the, I mean, that's a major omission, and I believe that that you have to go into work right now to rectify that. Uh, I'll have to wait till Monday. Well, I guess. At this point, when, when this airs, it'll already be during the week. Yes, yes. Um, okay. In all seriousness, whenever we have a guest on for the first time, and Jamie's been on 10,000 times, but whenever we, we have a guest on for the first time, I always ask two questions. They don't know what's coming. Um, or sometimes they do because they can guess where I'm going with this. Um, but let's roll with it. And the first one up is favorite arena, venue, stadium, place you've been wearing that credential? Well... I will say that if I go to the Indy 500 this year, that might be it. But is this a subtweet for your bosses to uh, send you that direction? Well, yeah, it's right there <laughs> in the Stanley Cup Final too, so we got to figure that out. Yes, um, that that game usually the Stanley Cup Final starts the Monday of, of Memorial Day weekend, and the Indy 500 is on the Sunday. So we're going to have to do a little musical chairs or figure out how we're doing it. But that would be an amazing spectacle to see that would probably take the cake if it's right now I would probably say the two that I would say stand out to me and you know the winter classics are all fantastic and the outdoor games are amazing spectacles Um, so seeing the winter classic uh, a few times seeing it this year at Notre Dame Stadium I think was incredibly special because uh, Notre Dame Stadium is special Um, and that's you know, someone that grew up in New Jersey, and I liked Notre Dame because I didn't know why. And I, you know, my my grandma, I mean, my grandma, my mom told me that you know my grandpa was like 
obsessed with Notre Dame. He went apparently like in the seventies. He had to go to a wedding out there, and like they took like a four hour trip out of the way just so we could go see Notre Dame Stadium. You know, um, so I that one always holds a little extra, I guess, significance when we get to go to Notre Dame. Number one because it is so. It is impressive, and it, it does feel special. But also knowing, like, wow, like if my grandpa could have seen this, he'd probably be, who knows what he'd be doing, you know? Um, so Notre Dame Stadium is, is definitely uh, one. And I would think, too, last year being at the uh, Stanley Cup Final for the first uh, two games in Las Vegas, um, just as a hockey fan, and given what had gone on in Vegas that year, it's an expansion team. They had that terrible tragedy and shooting that happened right at the beginning of their season in October, you know, an expansion team making a Stanley Cup final, that, that's insane, right? I mean, no one thought that this team would be any that good, let alone make a final. Um, and so, you know, being a part of that, seeing how they do things differently there, but it's, it, it, it felt so right the way they, they kind of do their presentation and seeing that energy, uh, that was pretty, pretty cool. So I would say for right now, um, yeah, Notre Dame Stadium, and then I guess it'd be T-Mobile Arena. Um, and finally, the best piece of NBC Sports swag that you own. The best piece of swag that I own. Boy, I'd be, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, swag. That's a good question. You don't have like an Al Michaels bobblehead on your desk or anything. I don't. Let me think about this. Wow, what do I have? That's interesting. We actually just got a cool... Uh, it's a tough one, Jer. Um, let's see. I will say, you know, getting the... For, for Pyeongchang, the winter coat was, was, was very, very helpful. In the, it, it's a good... Uh, that they, you know, it's like the branded winter coat. Yeah. Well, it's not cool. It's very helpful. Um, and I've got I've got a little putter grip that's an NBC putter grip. I tell you what's actually really cool. Around around the office, there are a few of those ping uh, putters, but they're the mallets, and the mallet is the peacock. Ooh. Somebody. I do not have one of those. Somebody made a nice deal to get a, 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 a special putter. Wow. But those are those are very cool. I've seen those. Uh, there's a few of those around the putting greens and around the office. Those are cool. So that's not mine, but that's okay. I love just, like, looking at those and putting with those, you know, when I'm trying to pass the time. We, you you kind of gave me the office tour so I can putt with one of those things. A you peacock. Can, you a, can make your way to Stanford. A peacock putter. Jamie Palatini is the senior publicist for NBC Sports and one of the people behind the NBC Sports Group History Project, which is available at NBCSports.com slash our hyphen history. There you can also find the link to watch every NBC Sports event via NBC Sports streaming services. Um, and NBC Sports Gold, the subscription service for all your snowboarding and auto racing and golf and track and figure skating and everything you can think of except football needs uh, via NBC Sports Gold. I thought I would just throw in two promos for you. Um, Love it. Uh, just, just, just being nice. 
Jamie, thank you for coming back on Teeing It Up, and thank you um, for helping be a part of what is a really cool project. Yeah, no, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you uh, giving a little bit of time to it, and I guess I'll uh, make my next appearance on the show in another nine years, right? Well, it depends how quickly you get something cool up on the app, uh, uh, um, up on the site. We're on that path now. Nine years, every nine years. Uh, yes, but I hope that the cycle of getting something cool up there will take sooner than five years. Hopefully. By the way, we didn't even say, I, I thought you would have loved the Lee Trevino uh, Ace at the skin game. There is that too. You're right. Uh, that's a good point. I forgot that the Skins game used to be on NBC. This is the perfect example, folks, of why you need to check out this website. Right. And Vince Scully called it. Who knew? Yes. Hey, amazing. Vince Scully did a lot of things over the years. And a lot of people have no idea. I heard he's pretty good at this. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to check on him later, and then I'll give you a score and get back to you. Uh, Jamie, thank you for coming on Teeing It Up, and thank you all for listening to this edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Have a great day, everybody.